Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they're keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Bugsy, Door for Hip Hop Podcast, episode 110. It's good to be back on the Miggity Miggity Mic. I got my my bro forever, Scooter, on the visuals. I got my man E on the audio, and I got a very, very special guest. I actually think I reached out to her before, but, you know, I kept being consistent, and now she's in the building. Let's give it up for the CEO, the woman that really needs no introduction, you know what I mean, when it comes to hair, the frontals, she goes viral. She got connections with Tiana Teller. She's been featured on Essence Magazine. Top 30 hot salons in the country is the one and only Styles by Portia. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yo, she laughing from I work. I'm cracking up. No, thanks for having me. I truly, truly appreciate this. Um, oh, no problem. It's definitely an honor to be on anyone's platform that is really putting their toes in the mud. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was a good You one. feel me? I wasn't even expecting that to and come out with that. Listen, listen, and making plants grow, they don't know what it takes. They don't to understand. To be an entrepreneur. They have just, no idea. And I just, yeah. It's just, yeah. Listen. Even the courage just to have um, your show. Like, you know, some people want shows and they're like, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But they don't they do get it. afraid. They, they don't think people are going to listen in. They just, you know, they start listening to the lower self. So right. I commend everything that you're doing. I appreciate it. Yeah. I commend everything you're doing, Thank Queen. You. Thank you. And before we get started, we had like a little conversation behind the scenes. And I just want to salute all my women from Uptown, <laughs> all my women from West Oak Lane, Mount Airy. You know what I'm saying? Y'all is the baddest. North Philly, all the chicks that went to Diamonds, <laughs> I was checking y'all out. I was, I was bagging y'all. And y'all niggas was mad that I was bagging y'all. So, you know, <laughs> South Philly nigga. You know how I go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start there. Let's start mm-hmm. your childhood growing up, being from uptown, and 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 you can tell me why you feel like y'all got that it factor, the women from uptown. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I'm I'm gonna lay it down real quick because I'm, okay. I'm it's it's opposing to me. I'm on the opposite side because mm-hmm. I am from Mount Airy. Okay, and I I grew up feeling like mm-hmm. I was in the better part of Philadelphia. Really? No, I'm serious. <laughs> like better part, like you know, bigger streets. Right. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. every corner is like super right urbany type of like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I just felt like I don't know. I just felt like uptown was safer, but it wasn't. But that was the the illusion, perception the that perception. I felt when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. And I also felt like mm-hmm. uptown girls like. Super stuck up, right? So when people be like, you know, you uptown girl, I'm like, no, I'm not. Like I'm not like them. I'm <laughs> right. real, right? Like I ain't like that. My mom from North Philly, for real. Cause she is from North Philly for the project. I'm like, I'm not from North Philly. I'm from there too, right? But no, <laughs> I'm definitely from our area. Okay? okay, I know that's right. And you know, I mm-hmm. just feel like I don't know. The girls, we're different. We're yeah. different. But honestly, I don't know. Different flavors in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's a Philly girl for your ass. So, okay. I love Philly girls. I love right. Philly men. Right. I just love us. Like, right. it's a certain type of twang we got when you from Philly. It's a certain thing. That's a fact. Yeah. Now, do you feel like that thing is what catapults you to where you at now? And explain when did you get okay. that thing to become that thing? When did BAPS become that thing? Okay. Um, I felt like I became that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it did help me 
growing up up there. Okay. Um, I had the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, I was around a lot of like street hardcore kids. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have like a lot of rules too. You know, right. they can do whatever they want, rip around the streets. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't brought up that way. Okay. But I learned from being around them. Right. You know what I'm saying? They had more leeway. They can do more. It's more free. So I learned through their experiences. Mm-hmm. And I was also also told, oh, you're different. Right. You, you, you're different. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what's different? Oh, you, right. you're just not, you know, because at the time I didn't curse. I didn't curse when I was like 13, 14. Really? I didn't, yeah, I'm serious. So do you consider yourself a late bloomer when it pertains to anything along those lines? Um, or you A late early bloomer in a lot of ways. Okay. A late, late bloomer, like, um, I didn't see, like, name, name like a black movie that everybody was, like, into when Menace we was younger. Society. I ain't watched it until I was, like, 20. Really? Oh, God. What about my, House Party? I, I watched House Party, but it was... I wasn't I wasn't able to watch it loosely. Okay. Like you know what I'm you trying had to, to sneak. say? Not sneak, but my dad monitored it because it had like little stuff. Like my dad's super, super my dad's a pastor militant. growing up. Oh, but okay. she, he still is a minister, still is. So okay. so like I said, I had a best of both worlds. Right. And then my mom is street, but she still loved God. And then I got my dad that was like super in the church every freaking Sunday. His dad was a pastor. So mm-hmm. I had again the best of both worlds. So it did help groom me mm-hmm. to this um this this, t- this, this world. Yeah, okay. this world, this doggy dog world and the entrepreneur world. Okay. It did. I was always wanting to do my own thing, mm-hmm. selling my own candy, just mm. doing me. Right. I ain't never like nobody over top of me. I ain't want to wait till you paid me. Mm-hmm. And I always had um, the gift of doing here. I just since always, day one, since the beginning, wow. eight nine years old. It was meant. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Like doing my sister hair. Who wow. was younger? Um, mm. We're four years apart, so people was like, "Are you doing?" She's like, older. Yeah. I'm older. You're older. We always got that coming up. We oh, always okay. got that coming up. You know, seriously. She's super conservative. I'm super ghetto. I'm serious. Like, y'all I'm the, there. Y'all the both parlor opposites, basically. We, we are, but opposite. we are the same. Okay. Yeah. We are the same in spirit. But um, What's your yeah. sign? I'm a Libra. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm the good. I'm the good. I'm the good one though. Okay. Yeah, cause I gotta. I gotta specify this. I'm a Libra, right? <laughs> right. No, mm-hmm. see, catch this. Okay. But I'm a Libra that vibrate on my higher self, mm. not the lower. Okay. Cause you got bad Libras, Libras yeah, and then you, you got good ones though. That's true. But that's because when's your actual birthday? October. October the sixth. Yeah. Anybody that's like six on down, like, cause my son is the sixteenth, so. <laughs> Like around that range, okay. but the, like the later, he he actually out there. The later ones, like the ones that come like early, early October, uh-huh. four to six. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he said, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do want to talk about mm. fake friends and fake supporters and being blindsided. And that's the theme of this podcast. Oh, so good. <laughs> so I want you to elaborate from your perspective and your career having fake friends and fake supporters, and you can tell me a story about how you overcame that. Okay. So my ideal, my mm-hmm. idea of that mm-hmm. and the feeling of that, it took some time for me to um, to dissect that, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's not the fact that I ever had fake supporters. It's not the fact that I ever had fake friends or people that just wasn't for the cause of Portia. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is these people was never fake. It's a matter of perception Mm. because throughout my journey, they were there for my journey. Mm -hmm. They helped me catapult different ways and different people 
opened up certain doors for me that I walked through. Okay. Even if it was just a mere conversation. Right. Even as people just showing up at the shop all the time and then all of a sudden they're just not there no more. Right. The thing about it is people had this, this preconception that when you have friends and you don't have supporters or you do have supporters, however, however you want to cut it or slice it, mm-hmm. it is not that they were fake. Okay. Because they were real at the moment mm. and they were real afterwards. It's just that they were there for you in that season. They played the major role. They played their part. Okay. They did what they're supposed to do. They didn't okay. slight you when y'all were in your ailment, when y'all were in your, y'all know, in your mm-hmm. season. Right. It's just that, you know, all the good things have to come to an end. Okay. And it's just the way you have to perceive life. Mm. And everyone isn't meant to continue to go with you for the next 10 or 20 or 30 years or for the rest of your life. Right. Those people were lessons and they were great lessons. And just within it all, mm-hmm. I, I really wish them all well. Right. And I really wouldn't be this, this styles of Portia if everyone didn't play their part in the role that they played. So I don't, I don't really have fake friends or fake that's supporters. I don't have that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, they're not fake. They was there. They was riding for you. They were there for you. They was Mm -hmm. even praying for you while you was in there trying to get it, trying Mm -hmm. to do it. And it just, you know, it's just the way it ended. You know what I'm saying? Then Mm -hmm. people perceive you differently. People ain't never see you the way you was when you in your element, when you trying to shake and move. They know that that you that was trying to get there. But when the new person arrived, the new person arrived in them. And that's just the way it go. You go your way, I go mine. That's it. It don't got to be Kwame. I love it. You feel me? I love it. (laughs) I love it. That's that's real shit. I can't listen. I listen. I can't. That's that's amen. After that, yeah. Because when you die, (laughs) right, you want to be able to transcend peacefully and grace, right? Like seriously, like having like these different type of ill relationships with people. When you pass on, right, that's a that's a contract that was undone. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. You gotta accept all. And I'm glad you brought that up because that brings <clears> me <throat> to my next question. What was a defining moment in your career that ushered in your spiritual journey? Because I know I remember seeing a post on your social media where you talk about the eight year span. Oh, yeah. So I'm not sure if that is part of what you're about to bring up, but I do want you to elaborate on for the people. Okay. When did the spiritual journey like kick in? Like, you know, like right. God, the being, that's it. All these other stuff I'm blocking out. This is worldly. Right. This right, is Porsche. Right. This is what it is. All right. So a lot of people don't know this since I'm on the air and I'm happy to say this out loud. Because <laughs> I hear all the commentaries or is she real or is she doing this for the grand? Was she really spiritual? Is he really into God? Right. Yes, I'm really into God. Okay. You know, wholeheartedly. I grew up that way. Right. Um, I and grew people up don't in a, know that. And see, that's no, the they thing. Don't. No, they don't. Right. I grew up in a Christian-based um, household mm-hmm. and then I furthered my beliefs of my own along the way. Every four years, mm-hmm. you go through a cycle. Every four years, um, you change. Okay. You do. But as some sprinkle on the inside of you, there's a part of you that is true and that is true indeed. Mm-hmm. And it never goes anywhere. Okay. You may move ahead of it. Mm-hmm. You may step over top of it. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it comes to grab you because it's the true you. Wow. You're like, Throughout life, you begin to master what's in the world. You know, you take little remnants of uh, experiences and relationships and things that may happen to you, good and bad, and then it begins to be you, the character that you, you, you start to portray because okay. these certain things come into play. play. But ultimately, you have a true self that is in you that no one can alter that. Mm. It is only you that is able to bring that outside. 
if you choose to do that. Everyone mm-hmm. has a choice. There's only two, cho- two choices, though. It ain't three. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's only dark and light. It ain't no in-between. There's no gray area anything okay. in the truth. In the truth. Okay. Yeah. So eventually, I began to have this. I developed my spiritual development since I was young. I told my mom, I said, I want to get baptized. I want to get cleansed. She said, do you know what that means? I said, yes, I know what it means mm-hmm. to be baptized. Right. Okay? It's to accept Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as one. You right. believe that? that that's, that's pretty much... That's You're it. off to the races after, after that. that. And okay. I was young making that decision. When I got older, older, it got more intense because I had spiritual gifts. And then that never left me. Right. So when I got into, you know, in the streets and I was into drugs and I kept getting locked up, I still used my true self. In the jails, in the precinct, in the clubs, mm-hmm. even in the church, outside, I still prayed. It didn't matter who you is. I can see something inside of you. I can touch you. I can heal you. We can pray together. We're going to pray this down. Right. I don't even got to know you. Right. That's it. That's my mission. Right. My mission is who I truly am. That's a fact. My gifts is not who I truly am. That's the purpose fact. is right. who I truly am. You preaching. Yeah. I was able to obtain anything. This is, you know, we all get special gifts. That's a but fact. the gifts is supposed to sustain us on earth, to take care of us so we can eat, so we can go to the bathroom on time, so we can uh, have a shower and have toothpaste and have clothes and have a roof. The gifts is to support our living. But the purpose is to keep you alive and keep other people alive. You preaching. So I'm here to set the souls free. However you wanna however right, you wanna, wanna take that. You, right. Yeah, I'm that's I'm that person. Okay. And I'm I'm living in that. I can feel that. it. I can the spirit. Like is just, on God, I'm living you just, in that. You just hit me. You just <laughs> yeah. you're just sprinkling in the spirit. Listen. I'm just like, listen. <laughs> Go ahead, sister. But, and then <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, three years ago, I retired from doing the hair. Well, it's about to be four years now, mm-hmm. but from coming from behind the chair. And and that's what sparked it for me. Mm. Because it began to transition in the salon. And then it began to be more and more people coming to the back. Sitting in my chair, I'm like, let's go to the back. The back is the bathroom. The bathroom is the sanctuary. That's where we get it down at. Mm. We go to the back, we pray. They right. talk to me, they open up, and I say, okay. And then I set them free. Literally, I set them free. They change their jobs, mm-hmm. they change their relationships, they change themselves from the inside on out. That was my pulpit. That was my, that was my stage. And so when it began to be more and more and more intensely, mm-hmm. I, you gotta make a choice. Right. You gotta make a choice. And what you're doing in life. It comes at pivotal point, but that pivotal point is scary. It is. Because if nothing's going wrong in your life, Mm -hmm. you logically think, why am I changing this? If the pay is going good, why would I be changing this? Well, you got to change it because it's time to pivot to that side of life. You got one life. And you got many different paths that you got to cover. So if I don't stop, like anything, you can't be... You can't serve two masters, okay? One is going to lack and the other is going to have. So you have to make a split decision on what it is of where you are in life. And and I chose to do that. And I chose to fulfill my journey in humanity and to fixing others. You know what I'm saying? Then that came with my products and I didn't know that was going to happen. I came to making a spiritual development book, The Transformational Guide, which I didn't know that was going to happen. And my ministry opened up. That and then All these things, things. opened up right. when I came from behind a chair, but my pulpit stayed with me. But that part groomed me. Love it. Yeah. It is, listen... This, yo, you, she taking us to church. Like, really? Listen, Portia. Woo! <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know how when you see like people like um 
Kirk Franklin or yeah. Donnie McKirkland or just some singers and just like BB and CC and they just start singing and they just get in a bag. That's what you bring into the podcast right now oh, for me. <laughs> so I'm just like elated. Thank so you. I do want to touch on mm -hmm. one of my favorite people in the industry, Tiana Teller. And I want to yeah. know how did that come about? Because a lot of people are like, well, how did she get right. that connection? That fast, right? All right. So this is how this happened. So... <laughs> This connection happened so crazy. So um, her mom reached out to me, um, Nikki Teller. Hey, okay. Nikki. That's my girl. Um, she reached Shout out to her. me um, first. Mm. Okay. Um, she found me on the Explore page. Wow. And she asked me, can I come do her hair? Mm -hmm. And so I wound up going down there, doing her hair in Atlanta. So okay. funny story really quickly. So when I was doing her hair, I'm not a people person. You're not? I'm not. It's kind of weird, right? You would thought so, right? right? That's crazy. Because right. you, you pivoted I'm personable. and you... You're right, a but person. you like to help people. I do. So it's kind of, but I understand it too, to a certain yeah, it's extent. It's kind of like Batman vibes. Like I come out at night with my cape and then during my day, my regular hours, I'm serious. And then I go low key because you get drained from helping people. So like Batman, he go back in his cupboard and he come back out. He come back out. Right. That's what he do. I'm serious. That's a fact. So that's what I feel like a lot of times. Like, okay. you know, uh, being around normal settings kind of like dreaming because I'm like, Mm -hmm. Everything is, is it, it got to be purposeful for me. Right. Even when I was in the streets in the, in the dark life, it got to mm -hmm. be purposeful for me. I have to be getting, I have to get, be getting on if I'm going to the bar. Right. I'm not going to have one shot. Right. It, it got to do the whole thing. <laughs> so, so you do it, you do it to yeah, the, to the T. It has to get done. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I'm not a people person. So I had to tell her, to, you know, come to my room by yourself, you know, but I didn't know she was going to bring other people with her, but it was her team, you know what I mean? Her team with her. But I was just like, you know, all right, all right this, is, this is too much for me. Right. I, get, I like to focus in my craft. I do. It's, it's very personal. So oh. I may not talk sometime what I'm doing here because I am creating art for real. But right. yeah. yeah. And uh, so we get, me and her began, we started off at a, 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 a different way, how we started, how we began. And then... We wound up just meshing well, mm -hmm. and she she grew to know that I'm not a people person, so that was really funny on the road, how that, you know, came about. Wow. And then her daughter, which is Tiana, loved the way I did hair, and then I wound up starting to do the hair. But now we have this, like, crazy wonderful relationship now that I don't even do their hair no more. You don't? But no, the relationship remained the same, though. It remained solid. No, it remained solid to the point where, like, in, in my pivotal in my pivotal um, path right now, where I pivot of hair and doing vegan hair products... They wind up being a part of that too, so it didn't. Yeah, it was. It's a real relationship. Like it's not fake. Yeah. yeah. Like some people get close to these people because they got money and they in the limelight and stuff like that. I don't care about that. Right. And that that's kind of like all the relationships that I had in the you. industry too. Yeah, because I I don't care about all that. Right. Like I was able to get here. I get here because. You was able to get here, and I was able to get here because we're great at what we do. This is not about. Who's standing out on who? No, we 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 graduated to this this to stage this right here that we all met on one stage because we we got that great. So I look I I adhere to real relationships. It gotta be real. I don't like fake stuff. You know Neither what I'm saying? I. Neither do I. I don't like people. That's why I don't really that. eat fast food like that because it's fake. You know <laughs> yes, what I mean? Yes, yes. You know, so I'm 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 when it comes to eating, yes, I'm like yes. I don't know, sis. I don't know if I can do that for you. Yes. So like. We got to come with the vegan menu, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it began but, to be like a relationship, like yeah. a, a real relationship. That's like dope. even when I saw T, like it's certain things I seen inside of her that I felt like she wasn't in touch with. We had a conversation, we sat down and she was like, you know, she 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 felt it, 
Mm-hmm. And she was like, talk to her. She said, I want you to talk to her right there. I didn't even know. She said, I want you to talk to her like you talk to me. She needs to get talked to. I was like, you know, all right. Right. And then from different segments and different states that we travel to, you know, where Portia at? Where Portia? I need her to pray. Where she at? Where she at? And so I began to be that person on, on, right. uh, on the road, you know, and I began yeah. to continue to further my gifts yeah. and what I what you am supposed to be here doing. What you doing? Yeah. I love it, Portia. I want to talk a little bit of hip hop right now. I don't know yeah. how you go back as far as hip hop, but I do want you to tell me, like, as far as the women in hip hop today versus what we've seen in the 90s, what's your feelings on where hip hop is today as far as the females is concerned? It's very sexualized. Okay. Um, very sexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very sexualized and very low vibrational. A lot of people and a lot of women says, you know, um, it's this thing, it's this word they call, um, I, like, I'm sexual liberated. Like, I, you know, I can do this. I can be free. Men do it. I can do, hey, you know, that type of thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with being sexy because I'm sexy. That's a fact. Like, I'm sexy as hell. That's you know a what fact. I'm saying? And I don't got to take off my clothes and I don't have to say, yeah, I suck dick and I do all this other crap. I don't got to say these things. Mm-hmm. Um, to feel liberated, right. you know what I'm saying? Like I know what I'm, I know what I'm here to do. You know what I'm saying? I know who I am. You know what right. I'm saying? But you know this new rap era, um, uh, I don't even think they understand that the agenda has been pushed in that way That's for them fact. to feel as free and feel in that in that way. Mm-hmm. However, you know, there's talented people in the industry that still is to me over sexualized, but I still, I still, I still like them. Okay. I still still feel like they're still talented though. Okay. You understand? Yeah. I still feel like they're talented and I still feel like they can rap. Okay. I do feel like that. Okay. And I do like that you have enough balls to do it. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm all for the person that jumps off the cliffs and lands on their feet. I am. I like that because I like the heart in it. You okay. feel me? Yeah. Yeah. But my take on the whole hip hop thing, I I I, I, I like my 90s. I like who, them. Who you liked in the 90s? Because I want to see where you at with that. Let me see. Oh, 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 Eve, Foxy Brown, yes. Little Kim. Yes. Oh, oh, All oh, my I'm favorites. Somebody. Um, oh, yes. even, I mean, Queen is Queen. Queen Latifah is Queen Latifah, but that's still my girl. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I want female rappers in there. That's the only people around mine that I can really think about. Foxy Brown, Little Kim. Mm-hmm. I miss some, I miss somebody. Foxy Lil Brown, Lil' Kim, yeah. Eve. Oh, yeah, Eve, yeah, yeah. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah, yeah. And MC you know Light, but they kind of oh, like yeah, was yeah. mid. They was like they late. Was they mid. was like early, early 90s. They was mid. Yeah. And, um, and you know, Lil' Kim was over-sexualized, too. Well, she, she kind well, she a lot started of started it off, right? No, if you want to get technical, okay. technical, salt and pepper started it off. Oh, okay. And then Little Kim took it to another level. level. That's okay, just like yeah. when they say Muhammad Ali's a GOAT, but Mayweather took GOAT status to a different level because he undefeated. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like people do, just like they talk about LeBron and Jordan or they talk about Kobe. It's different people that do different things that becomes yeah. GOAT status. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like I said, when Little Kim. I don't know. You know how a thermometer go from here all the way up to here? I feel like she was the star of the thermometer, and it just from there it just kept going up. No, 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 no. Yeah, so, she was the she was. Yeah, though. so when it started getting a little too she hot was, for though. me, even sometimes I'm like, ooh, I'm listening. To, ooh, even sometimes I call my, catch myself saying that. Ooh, I said that. Ooh, right. I feel like I'm a little kid. Ooh, I should be saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. yeah ain't but no, wrong that's with that. how I but feel about you, it. At least you know it. Like some people yeah. say stuff and they be like, I don't give a damn. That's what the fuck I'm saying. No, yeah, absolutely. They don't have like, no filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a filter. Yeah, exactly. I have filter to an to an extent though. Sometimes I get a little crazy too though. But like, you I, don't do it. It's a difference. Like they do it out in public. Like I feel like your your filter 
is is different than probably yours. so. I I think I don't know. I got this newfound thing. You want to know what newfound thing is? What's going on? All right. So when it comes to women, right? <laughs> you know how men? Uh-huh. It's like a men. Men be having big balls to do stuff. Yeah, they got big balls, right? Right. So well, we- I feel like women. We we got big pussy energy. Like it's giving big <laughs> pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> no, for real. It's giving big pussy energy. Oh, so and you the got big, big pussy, pussy energy, energy? Yeah, it's big pussy energy. Like Portia the, the, got big pussy yeah, energy. Yeah, I have big pussy energy. Okay. And, and big pussy energy is controlling the room. You understand what I'm saying? So when you no walk, matter who's yeah. in that room. So when you walk in, you control the room? Oh, I control the room. Them boots is fly, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm talking about <laughs> controlling the room like on the inside. Like it's something that people feel when I'm in the room. That's big pussy energy. You don't even got to say nothing. You know what? It's a feeling. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. It's definitely big pussy energy, but I still feel like some of your big pussy energy, <laughs> I don't want to mix it with the spiritual shit, <laughs> but it's, it's mixed in. Yeah, It's yeah. mixed in because yeah, you got yeah, that spiritual. In. Yeah. So you coming with that and yeah. that. You like yeah. a double bubble. Yes. Double trouble. Yeah. yeah. It's called unrespected um, ego. It's it's respectful. It's still in the light. Because you know, the eagle can go up and eagle can go down in the dark. And it can get real crazy like Trump. You feel me? That's the dark energy. Yo. You know what I'm saying? The dark ego. But this is giving Yo. like big white energy. You know what I'm saying? Big white ego. Okay? Yo, it's the, the, the divine ego. Yo, <laughs> it's divine feminine over here, okay? Portia. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna have everybody saying this shit now. Yeah. Yo, I can't wait for them to see this interview though. Yes. The BPE, Big Pussy Energy. <laughs> Yo, we know we got to load this clip up. Screw that. <laughs> Listen, I'm serious. And, I, and only Big Pussy Energy go to big, strong women, like real strong women. Not the women that complain, not the women know. The woman that knows how to hold they on, no matter what's happening, they're mm-hmm. going to stay down and do and get it done and not complain. That's Big Pussy Energy. Mm, she said it, y'all. Not me. And I love it. And hey, who won't want a woman that got that same type of... <laughs> Who wouldn't? I mean, no, I mean, I mean, speaking personally, don't nobody want a woman that's not confident, not a go-getter. Cause I'm a go-getter. I'm a chaser. I like chasing dreams. Yes, I like yes. staying busy. I yes. don't like being stagnant. Oh, Same. I'm just in this blunt. Like, yeah. no, I want to do this. I want to do that. Yes. I want us to travel. I want yes. us to get bread together. Like, that's what it should be about. Yeah, certainly. So tell the people how they can follow you, the website. I really appreciate you, Queen. This was super oh, dope. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Nay. I know I got them good vegan. Vegan hair products. Okay? Yeah, put them Plant on. Plant base. Put them on. I gotta put y'all on. I gotta put y'all on. It's doing numbers. Um, it's doing wonders in a lot of um women's life and men's life too. Um, a couple of them had like dime size, quarter size ball spots. Mm-hmm. The plant based product was able to do the damn thing. Almighty oil, almighty cracked butter, and so you can find me at uh, find me at shops shopbabshair.com. Okay. Okay. Find me. That's where the website is. Right. You can find me on Styles of Porsche on Instagram. You can also follow me on Twitter, um, Facebook. Uh, all the same. Yeah. All the Styles by Porsche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Styles of Porsche. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and Babs Hair. Follow at Babs Hair. That's where you and can find And shout out to your products. sister Rihanna. Oh, absolutely. She's been such a professional for connecting us. And yeah, she's a manager of the business. She's amazing. Thank you got you an so amazing much. sister, yo. Thank shout you. out to yes, her. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Thank you. Well, it's your boy DJ that. Bugsy. You already know the vibes, man. Make sure you follow the pie. Make sure you follow me and keep it hip hop as always. Peace. Maybach music. It's the big boss, Rick Ross. Right now, you rocking with the hottest DJ in the game. Let's go. What up, what up? It's your boy, DJ Bugsy, Door for Hip Hop Podcast, episode 110. This brother really needs no introduction. He is the top Ock, mm-hmm. he is a legend. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I like to give him his flowers, man. The evolution of Tone Trump is on another level. I met this brother in 2016, and since 2016 till now, I'm amazed at what he's doing in the community. What he's doing in the community right now is impeccable. I don't see no rappers that's doing what Tone Trump is doing in the Philadelphia community. None? None. Wow. Not on your level. Honored. Not on your level. Believe that. And he's a voice for the Muslim community, and I Mm want to just give you your flowers, bro. And and we've been friends since 2016, Tone Trump. And every time we get together in a studio or wherever we do, it's always amazing. And you always looked at me. In a high regard, Absolutely. after I interviewed you the first time, no, I was impressed. I was impressed, and I felt like, I felt like at that time, and even up till now, I felt like Philadelphia is lacking so much in the media department. So when I see what you're doing, I just feel like we need to come together, like uplift the people that really know what they're doing, that got good platforms. I think potentially your platform could be so much bigger, pause. So we need to like encourage it because right now in Philadelphia, like if an artist comes to Philadelphia. What's the press run? Like, I wouldn't even know. Like, who do they go sit down with? You know what I'm saying? Like, Cosmic Kev is 73 years old now. He's still wearing 6X shirts. You know what I mean? His feet, like, one of his feet, his left foot is a size 9. His right foot is a size 14. So it's like, he real awkward. He walks stupid. Like, so right. we can't have Cosmic Kev no more. Right. He 84. You know what I'm saying? He, he trying to play Diamond Cuts Party. He trying to play uh the young boys, D Sturdy and them, and he's 79. So I just feel like right. it's a time for, like, new energy, new blood. Uh, people who really care about the culture, people who really care about the city, people like you. Right. And there's some others too that I see out there really mm-hmm. trying to do their thing. But right. Philadelphia right now is at a point where we have some amazing talent out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's you, a fact. You know, shout to Lean Bean, who I was just with recently, who I think is incredible, who I think oh, is oh the my. best rapper in Philadelphia, my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so wow. shout to her, yeah. my little sister. Shout to, uh, oh, yeah. you know, Lean the whole Bean school of the gifted. You know what I'm saying? The, the whole school of the gifted I'm, I'm, I'm supporting and rocking with. But I say that to say, I feel like Philadelphia, the landscape needs a lot of new energy from every standpoint media mm-hmm. DJs artists everything it's just a time for a new era yeah, and I think sure. we got a lot of talent but we just have to come together to support it like it's not just about supporting the artists we got to support the platforms mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like we need, we, we need we need Beanie Siegel to come sit down with you we need Freeway to come sit down with you we need Meek Mills to come sit down with you we need you know we need some of the gatekeepers we need Charlie Mack and, and Dao Bay and different people to come sit down with you so we can uplift this platform because people got to understand if we uplift our platforms it gives us more outlets the bigger you get, you know what I'm saying? Like it can't just be uh like Gillian Wallow. They, they you know, people expect them to interview everybody. They can't interview everybody. They one platform. But if we get other platforms to that level or higher, then guess what? We lit. Like if you go to Atlanta, you know what certain platforms you're gonna do. Yeah. If you go to Houston, you know, you know, you go to New York. When you go to New York, it's a whole set thing. You're gonna do all hip hop, you're gonna do this is fifty, you're gonna do power, you're gonna do hot, you're gonna yeah. In it's Philadelphia, okay. we're, we don't even know. I'm an artist here. I've been an artist here for two decades, and I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell somebody. Oh yeah, you gonna go see Bugsy? You gonna go see? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. So I feel like we gotta cultivate that and bring that up. But that's you know. Yeah. That's for another day. But we gonna get it. We gonna get it right. Right. So I want to start off first, Tone Trump, with mm-hmm. the evolution of Tone Trump, because right. I feel like your stratosphere is in a different range. And I know mm-hmm. you always talk about global, never local. Right. But I think now that you've been going so far as Africa. And the things you've been doing out there, I want right. to get into that and mm-hmm. your philanthropy work and mm-hmm. just your community work, right? And just stepping up to that. Can right. you speak upon what gave you that? What what voice or what did you hear? Was it a lot? What 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 well, got you in that yeah. rim of going to Africa and getting more engaged into right. the community side of Tone Trump? Honestly, man, like it's been a part of me. First of all, everything everything good comes from a law. 
So even as I do this interview, anything I say good comes from Allah. Anything I say otherwise comes from me. Right. And I ask Allah to forgive me. But um, like when I'm talking about like that Bozo Cosmic Kev, that's not from Allah. That's from me. That's from my ignorance side. I, <laughs> I got to be better. Sorry, Cosmic Kev. You are a legend. You're not a very right. bad dressing one, but you are a living legend. Right. And, you know, we do salute you a little bit. <laughs> but, 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 but when you say how do I, you know, that, that, right. you know I have a, uh, my next project that's coming out. And uh, my documentary is called Market Street the Mecca. Mm. So it's like talking about the evolution of literally going from Market Street, you know, being on the corner of 54th and Market and Arch, shooting my videos for World Star and being out there, you know, getting high and, you know, throwing right. up gang signs and being a bad leader. And then growing up and God showing mercy, letting me survive so many, like I've survived, you know, just forget the street stuff. If I talk about the things I survived in my music career. You know, I've been on so many tours and I've I've gotten on so many different airplanes, you know, and people have died on their first time they caught a plane, you know what I'm saying? And right. I've, I've caught hundreds of flights. I've been on tour buses, you know, driving all the way across the country. I've gotten in cars. I remember, you know, leaving for shows in Philadelphia. I would get in a rental car on City Line Avenue, driving 22 hours to Minnesota, driving 18 hours to Wisconsin. You know how many police you got, how many state troopers we had to ride past, you know, and at this time I can't afford armed security so I'm taking my brothers who got who already got felonies and we got you know I could say it now because we don't ride like this no more now I have licensed security but before right. we hiding guns in the uh, hood of the car riding through you know like I said going from Philadelphia City Line Avenue going to La Crosse Wisconsin where I'm getting booked at you know four times a year and I got to get there right. you know going to shows in Minnesota you know touring the world and and God showing me his mercy and I survived so many like Bro, it's so many times it was like so real, you know what I'm saying? Just being on that road, you know, being on stage and guns coming out, shots going off and, you know, being a part of different crews where it was real beefs, like real street stuff going on. And I survived so many different things and it was a couple different things that really changed my life. One of the things was about my son is like nine now. So my son, Aileen, mm -hmm. uh, he was born and when his mom had him, I was in Lincoln Hall Hospital. And I just remember the first time I held him, I said, the, I said a prayer in his ear. In Arabic, and then he like his he like looked at me with this look, and I just felt something. I was like, I gotta be here for him. And at that time, I was living a wild life. You know, this was like right. towards the end of my run. You know, being signed to Jeezy, so I was making a lot of money. I was getting high. I was dating a bunch of beautiful models, and just I was really feeling myself. I thought I was on top of the world. I thought I was about to be this big rap star, and then God took everything away from me. He mm. stripped it all away from me. He humbled me. So I went from you know, I, you know, one minute I'm in Miami partying with Jeezy and Trey Songs. Next minute, like I'm back in Philly doing illegal things to stay above water. You know, and now I got a face that's known, and I'm trying to bust moves and do shit right. I ain't got no business doing. And everywhere I go, people, yo, you Tone Trump? You know, I'm like, I'm not Tone Trump right now. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> right. So it's like going through all those different bumps and bruises, and you yeah. know, like I've been in every level of the game, like mm -hmm. from being on, you know, national tours and having fun and making all this money to being back in the city. You know, dead pop trying to figure it back out multiple times. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I always could count on was the mercy of Allah. When I put my head to that floor, things would get clearer, things would get better. You know, when I was sober up, things would get easier. You know, you know, and mm -hmm. being a better father, being a right. better man, being a better leader, all these things, I, I wanted to get high off of that. I wanted to get high off doing things the right way. And far as the giving back thing, since I was little, my mother always instilled that in me. So I give all credit to 
a law and my mother, my mother, since I was, my mom would pack an extra sandwich in my lunch and say, if somebody don't got something to eat, give them this. So she was instilling that in this. My mom was the house on the block that gave out the free lunch in the summer. You remember how you had yeah. one house yeah. with the chocolate milks and the sandwiches? That yeah. was our house. So, and we was living on Udall Street at the time. So we got the kids coming from 54th Street and the mm. kids coming from 56th Street Projects coming to get their lunches and stuff. So I always seen that. Right. So, you know, when I always, one of my sayings is it ain't about what you got, it's about what you give back. So when people talk about me when after I'm gone, mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be about rapping or beef or none of that dumb shit. I wanted to leave a legacy that when my grandkids hearing about me, imagine people telling my grandkids, man, your dad used to feed the whole community. Right. Your dad used to make sure, you know, any single mother needed groceries, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I'd rather them saying that than, yo, your dad was on a DVD beefing with so-and-so and all that shit corny now when I look at it now from a, from a grown, grown man. Perspective. I can't even watch that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I, I yeah. can't watch a rap DVD of me cursing and acting like a fool, you know what I'm saying? But right. that's a part of my life and my journey. But now, like, but I can watch a clip of me, you know, on the news in Indonesia and in Times Square speaking in front of thousands, you know what I'm saying? And then right. feeding the homeless that same night and stuff. I can watch that with my kids and smile and be proud. So that's what we're living for and that's what we're striving for right now. Man, that's black excellence. And, and we're doing it. that from, from all the way from West Philly to East Africa, like you said, you know, like I've, I've helped raise over a million dollars in Kenya, over a million dollars in Ethiopia, hundreds and hundreds of thousands for Lebanon, Yemen. And then when you talk about America, you know, not only did we provide groceries for Muslims in the Muslim community, I brought organizations to Philadelphia where we provided groceries at churches. You know, I, part, I partnered right. with bishops so it would so it could be interfaith because people say, you know, he only do stuff for the Muslims. Right. No, I went to a church and gave out groceries to 500 people and didn't put nothing on Instagram about it. You know, right. may Allah forgive me for even talking about it now because we're supposed to give in privacy and secrecy. But because I have a platform... I have to show these things to inspire others and also to show the donors when I raise money, I like to show them where their money goes to. So it's a thin line. You don't want to look like you're being arrogant or bragging about giving back. Right. But I'm raising millions and millions of dollars, so I have to show where the money is going. You know what I'm saying? It's not like right. we ain't raising 400 bucks and making some turkey and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> we raising millions of dollars and we, we giving people cataract surgeries and providing hearing aids right. for deaf children. Right. This is a different type of work. You know, I'm working with doctors in all different types of countries. My passport is tatted like my body is. You see what I'm saying? A lot of these dudes you interview don't not they 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 don't have no tattoo. They how many people? Yeah. I'm about to start talking crazy. You better stop playing with me, Bugs. I see these people you be interviewing. They come on here acting like nah, man. Go ahead. You the next question. <laughs> <laughs> we can pull passports out. That's it. Now I ain't gonna look. Let me stop. Global never local. The biggest is in the building. The top act. The, you know if you Google greatest hustler live, you know I come up right. But go ahead. Next question. Go ahead. Next question. Go ahead. Yeah. You know I could talk that talk. That's a fact. What I want to know from you, man, because it's like you said, you've been doing this for two decades. Absolutely. What makes you still love music? And I and I also want to talk about your feature columns because mm-hmm. you have a lot of features that's heavy. I'm gl- like a Styles P and a Kevin wait, wait, Gates. Wait, wait, wait. Who don't have a lot of features that's heavy? Pretty much everybody else you interview. If you think about it in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. okay, you got the you got the artists who had major record deals. Right. Shout out shout out to all of them. Yeah. You look at their resumes before they had their major record. Look at Meek Mills. Who did he do music with before? All local people. Benny, that's what, Benny that's what Siegel, I'm trying Siegel, to get to. Benny Siegel didn't have any Because you independent. And you got Kevin Gates, Styles P. Keep going. Goody, Goody Mob. Goody Mob. I mean, it's- Five-time Grammy winner CeeLo Green. Green. Got, got a right. whole album with him, right? Right. Okay. So I'm like- Never paid for a feature in my life. Not one dollar. 
So that means what? That means it's respect, right? That's the it's first, the first thing. thing, right? Because everybody know artists. One of the main thing artists, including myself, we make money off of what? Doing features, features. doing feature money. You just named I got records. And Jim with Jones. Jim Jones, Styles P. And that's one of my favorite records. Oh, uh, come on. Come on, million streams, million, <laughs> another million stream record, another million stream record that I own a hundred percent. Right, you know what I'm saying? Another one. So now, how did that come about? The that Jim Jones Jim? record? Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy? When I did Can I Dean for whatever reason, I heard Jim on it right away. Even if you listen to my verse, I say, uh, "Bird Gang." I'm like the Jimmy of my city. I'd had that line on there before I had Jim on the song, and then the first one of the first lines is I say, "I'm a hustler and a Muslim." I, I mentioned Sheikh Ali. Sheikh Ali mm-hmm. is, is a legend from uh, North Jersey who was real tight with Jim. He he been in jail for for decades now, but that was another connection to Jim. So I, and I talked to Sheikh. Sheikh locked up, but we communicate. You know, um, my show. So it came through Sheikh. No, it came through my my hustle, my grit, my hard work. Because somebody like Jim, Jim it don't matter who you know. Jim got to respect it. You know, like Jim right. don't do free, free features, bro. Jim is a known hustler. Right. So for Jim to, you know, and then I did the record with him in the studio with him in the birthplace of hip hop in the Bronx, in the booth while Jim <laughs> doing his classic ad libs. A nigga who grew up on Dipset. Right. Like I'm a Dipset boy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I know. You, you know that him. about, like that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's inspired that's that's so many it. things to me from my fashion to the way I rap, everything. So that was that was one of my favorite ones out of all my features. So shout out to Jim. You didn't mention Jeezy when you said my features. Do you know I was, I was about? The, whoa, whoa, wait. You know I was the first. You know Jeezy in Philadelphia, the most loved artist in Philadelphia is Jay Z. Number two is Young Jeezy. Young Jeezy never had a song with nobody from Philadelphia until Tone Trump Afghan record. That's a. Fact. I was about to say that. That's a. Fact. But I know I know that when but. Jeezy was on fire. You know how much I paid for that feature? Zero dollars. When Jeezy gave me that verse, when I got that verse from Afghan, I was already living in the downtown loft on Spring Garden. When I got the call, he was doing the verse. Right. After he did the verse, the next 18 months, I made a quarter million dollars independent, doing features, doing shows. I was doing so much stuff. Snow, Jeezy and them was trying to get me on the road with them, but I was booked so much on my own. I'm doing a tour with Coast to Coast. Literally, Snow calling me like, right. yo, Afghan picking up. Come out here and do it with me in Cleveland. Nigga, I'm booked in Houston right now. <laughs> I'm telling the snowman though. You see what I'm saying? This is a true story. Nobody here can say that. Nobody here in this town of, you know, everybody say Philly right. the home of the spitters. You you name them. Nobody like let's go resume for resume. Let's right. go record for record and I feel like I can hold my own against any nigga you ever interview and the ones you don't interview. I can go record for record, feature for feature, major article for article, endorsement deal for partnership for part. Hey Nick, bring me that bag real quick. Partnership for partnership. You interview all these dudes. How many of them got any type of deals? Like they, right. they go to the studio, they rap, they put their songs on iTunes. We're gonna start off with this. I got a gift for you, right? On camera. Your cameraman, he light skinned, so I know he can appreciate all this flyness we got going on right here. This right here is a this is a VIP box. I'm gonna give you this so you can do some close up B roll. But this is a gift for Bugsy. This is a very special VIP box. You see me on the side. With the off-whites wow. and the King Claw Thobe and all of that. So this right here is That's from Team wild, O. Man. This company right here where we do black seed oil, elderberry gummies. This is the best vitamin gummy in the world. We use the black seed from Ethiopia. I told you I raised over a million in Ethiopia, right? That's a fact. No rapper from Philly ever did. Not even Black Thought even did that. Let's, <laughs> let's get that on record, right? Will Smith didn't even do that. Alhamdulillah. The kid from 54th Street did, though. So we're giving you this, this beautiful box, the VIP box. Tony right. Trump on the side, right? right? Hold on. What's, what's this say? I want you to I want you to read this out loud. Okay. Can you read this personal note? This is from Team O. Like, can you read that out loud? Honest to be part of your health and wellness journey. Compliments of Tone Trump. Compliments of who? Tone Trump. Okay. All right. Stop right there. Stop right there. We getting. <laughs> so we got you your gift. This is this. Yo, this is I appreciate your, you. We got man. you right here. We not I done. Pre- 
we're not done. I signed the deal with a company in Canada, Master Chocolate, the number one chocolatier in North America. So I bought you and your family some nice chocolates. This is something really nice right here. These are chocolate covered gummies. Oh wow, 100% man! 100% vegan. So just in oh case, yeah, you already know. You know what I mean? Something for your lady. Assorted fine chocolates. This is from Master Chocolate. And I appreciate Trump. that, Tom. So you know, I Damn. see a lot of people you interview, man. man they don't be coming. They, with... they just come with nothing but lies and dreams <laughs> and all of that. But I'm coming with gifts and truth <laughs> and honesty and the biggest story in the game. But we go. I got something for you too, cameraman. Let me let me let me let me let me bless my cameraman real quick. Man. Come on over here, get you. Come on over here, cameraman. We are gonna get you. Look, first time he ever been on the show. Episode 110 with the top lock. Showing what you got, man. That's for you and your family right there, man. From me and Master Chocolate. But go ahead, man. Let's 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 get back to the business. Hey, is my is, is these Jordan Three showing from Legends Kicking VA? Shout out to Legends Kicking VA. I went over there and got ten pairs of sneakers yesterday. Go ahead, let's go. Shout out to Big Lee. Now, is my Izar showing? Am I the first person to come on with Islamic garbs? Yeah. All these Muslims you interview, they never wore Islamic garbs, right? They, no. they, they try to dress like rappers when they come on here. <laughs> they imitating the people. I come on here looking like the Muslim I am, shining, right? Right. Wear your Izar and your thobes next time, Muslims. We, we representing them. Don't take them off because Ramadan over. Put your thobes back on. We look the best. We the best of humanity. I'm up here shining. Custom general jacket. You see the jacket? Yeah. My logo on it. <laughs> QRC a... code. You can get right to my merch from my jacket. Ain't that crazy? I'm the biggest in the game. Yo, put your phone on the jacket. Show them, show them real quick, bro. Show them real quick how I'm really trapping. Show them how I'm trapping. Yo, man. Let's see if this really worked. Let's see if it can you get this on camera for us? QR code on the jacket. Talk to him. What would it go to? Whoa, what's that? Tone Trump on Fox 29? Hundred thousand pairs of socks for the homeless? A hundred thousand pairs of socks for the homeless? The rapper from 54th Street she? did that. Wow. Wow. Hum did he laugh. Oh, Ubaid in here with me too. Nitty in here with me. Both, Shout out to them. Both the brothers in here with me. I got to combine 40 years of friendship with them. A lot of these guys you interview, they got new friends every six months. 40 years of friendship. My real brothers. Pray with them. Get money with them. Travel the world with them. All of that. Mashallah. Next question. Come on. Let's go. Now, one thing I want to ask you, and I uh -huh. think this is coming. I might be bringing this into fruition. Mm -hmm. I see you a lot promoting halal restaurants and food. Mm-hmm. And what I want to ask you, is that something in the foreseeable future you have in a halal franchise or a halal restaurant? Because I see you constantly promoting, mm -hmm. which I love it because mm -hmm. I love halal food. Alhamdulillah. So I just wanted to know, is that something coming? Because I know you've been, you, when you talk behind the scenes, you're working on a lot of deals. Yes, I am. And um, not only is it coming, it's already here. I'm a, I'm a minority owner already in Halal Bros Grill. You see me, the company you see me working with in New York. We just opened up our seventh restaurant. I'm also a partner in Union Steaks in Chester. Make sure you come by Chester, Pennsylvania, number one okay. cheesesteak spot in Chester. Okay. Home of the world famous halal cheesesteak nachos. So shout out to Union Steaks. So I'm already a part of ownership on two restaurants. And uh, we're looking to bring halal bros to Philly. And that's going to be my first one. I got a majority stake in, inshallah, to Halal. So we're already in a restaurant here business as well. We, like I said, we just got into the chocolatier business. Mm -hmm. We heavy in clothing, you know, six figures in merch for the last 10 years. That makes me a self-made millionaire, mashallah. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, you know, we working, man. We constantly working, constantly building. MDF mm -hmm. Realty, you know, rehabbing homes, mm -hmm. um, renting rooms out. That was going to be my next question. Affordable homes. We already doing that. So, you know, we covering the board. We covering the board. So when did Muslim Don family start? When did that When did that name and that and that whole alliance start? I feel like it started when I was born, but I feel like I found my purpose for it. Uh, Around the same time, like I said, Eileen was born where I really was just like, yo, man, I got to really do something more. I got to do something better. 
you know, that TN on my hand stands for Top Notch, which is my original company, still my company. And I felt like with the way I was representing, the way I was rapping, the subject matter, the lifestyle I was living, dealing with so many different women, I felt like I put a dark cloud over, not only over my heart, but over my brand. I felt like when you heard the name Tone Trump, it was a lot of nonsense attached to it, beefs and all of this stuff. And I just wanted to, you know, recreate and rebrand. And um, it wasn't intentional, at least in my head. Mm-hmm. It was more so just like my life was changing. My, my imam, which means faith in Arabic, my imam was getting stronger. Right. My adab, which in Arabic is speaking on your characteristics and your mannerisms. As I'm praying more, my consciousness is growing where I'm like, you know, small things like I don't want to litter. You know what I'm saying? I don't, right. don't want to use the word bitch in my songs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't want to beef with no black man over nothing stupid. Like, right. I don't want to use my power. To, like I used to have fun like ending niggas' careers. And I'm like, that's not cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's corny. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right. stopping somebody from feeding their family and beefing with somebody, like getting high off like ending a nigga career. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I did a couple times. Still undefeated, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Still undefeated. But you know what I'm saying? It just I lost the joy in that. When where I where I used to get high off of that, I started to get high off wanting to help people. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, like I like I brought up Lean Bean earlier. Like I be making calls for Lean Bean behind the scenes like she my artist and I don't have nothing to gain from it. I just feel like it's the right thing to do. I feel like she's greatness. So if I know she's somebody that I think great. it can I help. Love her. You love her? I love her. That's how I know you know your stuff. I love her, man. She's she, the she know. She, if you oh, know. Y'all had, I'm sure y'all had talks yeah, about yeah, me before. Yeah. I, I know who supported her. I pay attention to that. You know, I, know yeah. I love how you support her. So like, I just feel like you know, if more people did stuff like that, just don't be a sucker. Right. We all got resources. Everybody can help in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, It's like don't, don't handcuff your resource because- right. You got, you might have a resource that you can't even benefit from, right. but if you help somebody else benefit from it, you know what I'm saying? That's like if if they called me for the BET Cypher. Like, I ain't no rapidy rapper, right. but I might be able to say, hey, listen, I could bring this girl Lean named Lean Bean. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that's how I look at things. You know what I'm saying? Well, what I want to know from you, speaking of Lean Bean, I always vouch for her, and you always vouch for her in all the interviews that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. What you think, and I'm glad you're making moves with her behind the scenes, because mm-hmm. I definitely feel like she needs it. But what do you think it is about her that don't get the light? But we got other artists like a Rocky or other artists that are kind of like moving, mm-hmm. but she's not. What do you think it is? What- well, one, I think she is moving. I just think I think because of the internet, sometimes we have a different perception of what moving is. Okay. I think it's a couple things. So one, she ain't no whore. She ain't right. rapping about being no whore. She ain't dressing like no whore. Right. And she's in a male-dominated industry where a lot of times, if mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, for a man... To want to help a female, right. they want to sleep with him, or they want to think they got a chance to sleep with him. Okay, and she ain't doing none of that. She, she ain't you doing know, it. she was raised right. She got integrity, so she ain't playing them games. So it's gonna be a little harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how it was for all the greats who didn't want to be sluts. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, <laughs> it is what it is. Because a lot <laughs> of the women who you see doing slut rap, they ain't even sluts. You know what I'm saying? They not even. You know, some mm-hmm. of them may be, but some of them are really good women who they know they had to do this to, to hustle get, to get in the game. Right. You dig what I'm saying? It's just like niggas do to do drug deal rap. That like they ain't really no drug dealers, but they like, man, this is what work or right. you know what I'm saying? But so it's like it's, it's a facade. But she's not doing facade music. She's a real artist. artist. She's a real genius. Like if you listen to the way she puts words, I rap. The way she puts words together is just very difficult. Like when people rap like the way she rap, the reason why everybody think they could be a rapper now is because niggas who can't rap got on. You see what I'm saying? Back in the day, like when I was a kid, right? I didn't want to be a rapper because rapping seemed real, real hard. Like if you listen to Illmatic as a kid, you didn't think, yo, I could do that. No, hell you know no. what I'm saying? So it's like, but now when you listen to some of this shit, you're like, man, nigga, I could go in there and put a little <laughs> joint together. You know what I'm saying? So right. she's For from sure. the, she's from the era of like really thinking and being. Playing with and the you, flows and, and bars. And, and so I'm glad she, I'm not to coming. cut you off, 
But another legend that came on my platform, Bahamadia, said the same thing about Lean Bean. Because Lean Bean did a show for Bahamadia. I love Bahamadia. Me too. She did a show for her, and she says she comes from me. Like, I'm basically her offspring. I'm, I used to be Lean Bean. That's basically what she said. That's the, the biggest compliment in the world. You yeah, know what I'm saying? For sure. And that's true. Black Thought recently just co-signed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh, you know how big that is? Like, Thought... Like thought had DM'd her and was like, "Yo, this little lean bean, like he know, like bean been hot, bean a legend, <laughs> right? You know she's what I'm saying? I, I I knew her since she was a baby, like right. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. she she been it, so it's coming, and it, and like like this time next year, watch the difference, inshallah, and you right. and, and you gonna text me and be like, damn, so yeah, and then you know West Fifty Nine, who run with her? You, well, I think you po someone posted him. Was yeah, it you? Yeah, that that boy is lit. Talk about it. That we need will, to bring him up here early. Well, we, this let's time, make it happen. This time next year, he's gonna be out of here. He part of the school of the gifted, part of Lean Bean Squad too. So, oh yes, yeah, I'm gonna line it up. I'm gonna put us in the group text. I really want you like trust me when I tell you this. He's about to be out of here. Get on that early. Get that right. interview yeah. in there early. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. This time sure. next year, yeah. going, <laughs> going. I'm, I'm 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 on board. So you know if I'm involved, it's, it's, it's big time. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. I'm making them different kind of calls. You know what I'm saying? I'm texting oh. people directly. I ain't doing. I don't. DM strangers. No, these my friends I'm hitting up. You feel what I'm saying, bro? These my friends I'm hitting up. You real rap, so we, we, we working. Before you go, though, I yes, do want to ask you, and I, and I really oppose this in our culture, artificial intelligence breaking into hip-hop. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I just feel like that hip-hop industry is so fake, so wicked. They just allow anything from... You know, you got gangster rat rappers. You got, you know, you got all this LGBTQ stuff in right. hip hop. I just feel like it's such an evil world and an evil industry. I don't put nothing past it. I don't care. That's not my world. Like the Muslim Don, I'm creating my own genre of music, right. or our own lifestyle. Like I want my own category. Like I, I want to be like in the gospel category in the Grammys because I'm rapping about loving God, fearing God, getting fly, being beautiful, right. loving your wife. I'm rapping about positivity, so I feel like I'm in a, like a gospel category. But that similar rap to what Yeezy did. Uh, no, don't, no, 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 because he didn't fear God. He thought he was God. I fear God. I love God. He thought he was God, and that's where I feel like he lost it at. So, okay. you know, I pray he's got it back to the truth, but that's a big difference. So I don't even want to be in the same sentence. The only time I want to be in the same sentence with him is we talking about if I got some Yeezys on. Other than that, <laughs> leave me out of that one. You know what I'm saying? I'm with the Muslims. He on something else. But right, yeah. what I will say is, like, as far as the artificial intelligence, I mean, like, Y'all been following behind a bunch of lames for the last 30, 40 years anyway. You know what I mean? People still looking up to guys like Puffy, like, you know, who I feel is just like a lame, you know, 67 years old, still pushing vodka to our people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's right. selling us vodka. Like, we dying of liver diseases, and he's still pushing Chirac. You ain't made enough money yet. Right. So, you know, when you got leaders like that, if you want to call him a leader, like, our people in the 60s and 70s, they had Malcolm and Martin. Right. And then they gave us Diddy and these niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> selling us liquor. Imagine Malcolm selling us vodka at 70. Could you picture that? Hell no. no. So he my was a thing man is, with integrity. Right. He's so, one of my heroes. Right. One so of my first heroes. He one of my he on my jacket too. Free free Imam Jamil too. I got Malcolm on this custom general jacket, top eye general and jacket. Martin King. Okay. They had both two different visions, but they no, still you know what it was. The media made the media tried to make y'all believe they had two different visions. They had the same vision. It's just that the media is so powerful. Media stands for most effective devil in America. You know what I'm saying? Like the media is very very tricky. So Except the media, for me, the media wanted to make y'all believe that Martin Luther King was soft and Martin <laughs> right. Luther King was timid. No, Martin Luther King was a G two bro. Like right. when it came down to it, you don't get to that level of leadership as a black man being soft or being a sucker. Right. 
Martin was smacking niggas and all that, but they just ain't want y'all to know that. Like Martin was a real one, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? You yeah. know, you know, and, and Malcolm was the realest. You know what I'm saying? So well, we talk sure. about it by any means. May Allah be pleased with our brother El Hodge Malik Shabazz, formerly Malcolm X. But uh, I don't care about the artificial intelligence. I feel like y'all been following a bunch of bunch of fake artificial intelligence humans for the last forty years. <laughs> so at least now these ones look a little better and they sound good. So it's like I don't care. I hope that whole shit blow up. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. I hope they whole shit blow up. But in right. the meantime, right. you know, we just going to keep doing what we doing, fearing the law, getting fly, getting money, and, and doing us. As you should. Hey, before I get out of here, man, I, I, I need you to let me do something because we always want to get something positive to the youth, right? Okay. So as part of the Muslim Don family, um, we walked them home. One of my, my dearest friends, my dearest brothers, my brother Ubay, who did 10 years in prison, you know what I mean? You know, everybody around me, mm-hmm. like, we don't go to jail for... Uh, no, 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 hitting women and no sexual crimes and no nothing with no kids. Right. Anybody in the MDF, you know, unfortunately, we run into trouble with the law. It's usually for violent crimes or, you know, selling drugs at a time where we thought that was the only way we could take care of our family. Okay. But as we all come home, when my brothers come home, I don't make them shooters, I make them executives. So since coming home after doing 10 years, Ube, right. you know, he owned over 60 properties, owned a restaurant, doing good things. So I want my brother just to share something with the youth. So, because every interview I do, I try to uh, entertain as always, so we have fun. I try to educate and I try to enlighten, and um, it's, it's and never you did it's, that. absolutely. I appreciate that, and you gave me an outlet to do that. And uh, it's never it's never a me thing; it's a we thing. So, Ube, can you come over here real quick, man? Just real quick, man. Just give something to the youth, man. And before I get out of here, I just mm. want to say to you, brother, episode one ten, keep yeah. going. I appreciate. Even it. when you think they not watching, they watching, bro. They fronted on me so long. And they fronting on you now, but guess what? They watching, they stealing swag, they peeping what you doing. Keep going. You always one episode away. Keep going. You the best. You if you not the best, you one of the best. Keep going. And it's coming from me. I don't, I don't got a lot to you. Right. I'm, I'm gorgeous. I'm rich. I can fight. <laughs> I don't got a lot to you. You're right. You one of the ones. Keep going, brother. Thank you. Much man. success. The I top. Ock. I'm out of here, man. Appreciate. I love y'all. One. Come on, Ubay. Come give him some. Give him some. Give him some. Some real G rap. This ain't one of them old dope fiends screaming on Instagram. <laughs> this a real rich fly Muslim about to give y'all some real rich some fly Muslim game. Inshallah. Come give him a little something. Close him up, bro. Got y'all your gifts. <laughs> so, you know what I'm I mean. Come on, man. You, you can come sit right there, yeah. You got your phone? So welcome, man. I appreciate you taking the time. You got some ju- some some jewels or some you want to game again real quick? Yeah, I I appreciate you even uh let me step foot on your platform, and I'ma just piggyback off bro real quick. Like you said, um people do be fronting on you, right? Yeah. And one thing you gotta do is stay true to yourself. Just be you, cause you can't be the next person. He already hung. They right. already doing what they doing. Right. And you can't keep riding every different wave. Sometimes you just got to be yourself, stand on what you believe in, and go from there. Because a lot of times, I realized being me when I did 10 years in jail. Right. We all got the same stuff on. We look the same, right? Right. And you still you without nothing. I lost plenty of friends, man. Right. I was taking care of plenty of people. Right. And now that I came back home and I ain't had nobody there for me, Right. right? And I'm moving how I'm moving and doing the things I'm doing. They coming, they knocking. 
So as soon as they feel like you fly, as soon as they feel like you decent, beneficial again, they're going to come right back around. So like bro said, man, we just got to keep grinding, keep pushing ourselves the way we want to be, and you could be there. I came home with $750. I'm probably around like 52 properties right now, restaurant, barbershop, mm. clothes store. Wow. Um, Amazing, man. And rolling with my, you know, with my brother, like right. one of my closest best friends. We, we've been around each other since 05. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, like I said, I appreciate you oh, no doubt, allowing bro. me on the platform, you know, to uh, get a message out there. Yeah, and as always, it. stay up, stay safe, stay focused. You too, bro. I appreciate Thank you, bro. Well, there you have it, man. The one and only Tone Trump, the greatest hustler alive. This is Do It For Hip Hop Podcast. Google it. Google it. He comes right up, man. I appreciate you, Tone. Keep it hip hop. Peace. Maybach music. It's the big boss, Rick Ross. Right now, you rocking with the hottest DJ in the game. Let's go. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Bugsy, Do It For Hip Hop Podcast, episode 110. I had to bring my boy back, man, Sai out, man. This is one of my favorite rappers in Philly, man. He got a brand new project out. And one of my favorite songs on the project is Marquise Jackson, man. I don't get along with five up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I want to uh, bring some context. I went to his listening event, and it was so fire, bro. Everybody was dope. And then he had this one song when he got into his Afro Beats vibe. Let's mm-hmm. start with Company, that. Yeah. yeah, let's start with that song and just what made you go to that? Because um, it's different to than much. anything you uh, ever did. Uh, that was originally Too Much's record. His okay. name is Too Much. Uh, that was originally his record. Uh, dope, dope, dope young guy coming up out of uh, Sharon Hills. We out of Delaware County, too. You Everybody know I'm from the county, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. It was his record. Right. I heard it. You feel me? He ain't he don't really got a lot of traction. Yeah. I felt like you feel me, it was a good record and it's like it could help your career. You feel yeah, me? It could help sure. bring some, some to eyes me. to you. you feel me? And the crazy thing, he not Jamaican. He not? And he's not Jamaican at all. He know how to do all this crazy shit, bro. He know how he, bro, that nigga <laughs> could sound that nigga could sound like anything, bro. He probably can make a Chinese song, no cap. Like a B2S song, what they call? Yeah, the B, group. Okay. Yeah, them. Yeah. Man, yeah. He probably yeah. can make a song for them. Right. That nigga, he talented though. So all jokes aside, so mm-hmm. when you came up with the title, what like how did that title come about? What what made uh, you? My manager came up with it. DJ Young Legend came up with the title. Oh, for real? Yeah, and I just felt like it fit the mood. Like I ain't playing with these niggas, man. <laughs> Tired of playing with niggas, bro. No tell tucking, no politics, and no gimmicks. We is not playing no more. No political answers and all that. We ain't right. none of that. Right. We letting that shit go. <laughs> so if you don't want no drama coming to your podcast, don't ask me no crazy shit. I'm telling you now, because I'm going to answer someone. I'm going to answer that shit truthfully. Like, nah, he trash. Like, I'm going to answer it like that. Now, speaking of that, because you you one of the ones that's truthful about how yeah. you feel about a lot of shit. Yeah. But you keep it real on your music when mm-hmm. you talk about how you got these features and how you got these features, mm-hmm. but... You look at other artists, they be capping. So can you mm-hmm. let's get into the capping business because there's mm-hmm. a lot of capping going on. Yeah. So talk about that. Like, let the people know about your features, but also how you feel like other rappers don't really yeah. be doing it. Like how you do it, and yeah, you hold and you do like, independent. I probably spent like thirty grand on features, probably maybe upward of that. If you including the videos, it's for sure upward that we had like fifty. But like all that shit, bro. All mm-hmm. that shit be. I be learning like the rap shit. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of cap shit. <laughs> Like, you feel me? Because it'd be like, it'd be like with the rap shit, right? Right. Like, the whole goal with the rap shit, mm-hmm. like, on your way up, right. be to find somebody that's going to make you look like you got money. 
Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That's gonna get behind you and make you feel like make you look like you got money to the masses. Right. Whether it be a label, whether it just be a dope boy from around the way. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That'd be the whole thing with the hip hop shit. Get a nigga to buy you a chain, get a nigga to put you in a whip, get you a get a nigga to buy you some features, make your cover art look I don't got none of that shit, bro. None of that shit. This shit all me and it been all me for real for real since day one. Anybody that was behind me ain't never mm. put no real money into me. Never. Right. Nobody. And if a nigga feel different, he can step up. If a nigga I was behind, people could both come to this podcast together. Ain't right. nobody ever put no real cheese behind me ever, ever in my life. So anything you ever seen me do, especially when it comes to cheese, that's me, bro. Ain't none of this <laughs> shit cap. These niggas be having to find somebody. To, you feel right. what I'm saying? That's yeah. what rap is based on, and I ain't knocking it. But just don't come over here trying to talk like it's really that when it ain't. So I'm going to expose all that shit, bro. That's what we on. That's what we on 2023. I'm going to keep it 100. That's what we on, bro. <laughs> We T. Yo, man, this okay. will always come on good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. when I first interviewed you, man, that kill it went viral. Yeah. Because niggas couldn't believe you. You know how crazy that sounds. <laughs> yeah, niggas bro, was really niggas was like, yo, this boy wild as shit. But let's talk about Marquise Jackson. Yeah. Because like I shit, said, bro. that song, yeah. that song put to me, that's the best song yeah. on the I don't know why I don't got a star next to it. I don't know why I don't got a star next to it. You talking about Apple Music? Yeah. They tripping. That's my shit, bro. How long it Cause took you? Because how we was doing you... that when I did it? We was going crazy. That's the record, yo. That's my shit, bro. That's my shit, bro. That's the best record on it. That I don't... line crazy. I said, like... I said she calling me stink, but I smell like Baccarat. That was different. Like, that's different. Right. Niggas be, you feel me? When is coming say... out? Can... It's coming out soon. Like, like probably a week or two. Because like the freestyle coming out first. Yeah. Then the right. interview coming out later. Bro, we but just you sent, coming out third. Bro, we just it's... sent, so I ain't gonna say the name or nothing yet because right. I don't know if this gonna come out before, but we just sent the my manager sent the records to a notable DJ. And he responded back. I guess he liked it, so he went and listened to the rest of the project. But he sent Marquis Jackson to him. And then he sent back and was like, I'm going to play Taste of My Own Medicine. Like that's what I'm going to premiere. So it's like, nigga, you ain't like Marquis Jackson. That's my shit, bro. But like it's it's a hip hop people... head song I feel like because I be right. rapping my ass off on that joint so it's on that type time like you know everybody don't be on the hip hop head shit like, like every, me. the yeah, biggest I'm... record the biggest record on a project believe it or not is lonely really yeah that's not no, like I get it like I'm I told Vinny to do the sample so I get it I loved it I loved the record when it came out like right. I'm a field mob fan so it's like all right do this sample because this shit I like it so do you think lonely will go before Marquise Jackson based on the time space we in in hip hop culture. Yeah, right that now. shit going before right now. Lonely, ne- the star never left next to Stone- Lonely on Apple Music ever. <laughs> they love that shit. People be telling me, "Yo, Lonely, Lonely." I'm like, "What?" Right. Like, why y'all loving so much? Like, what <laughs> right. the fuck you love about it? Right. Like, I get it. It got a good subject matter, and all, but I'm not like rapping my ass off. I'm a yeah. rapper, nigga. Like, I don't know, bro. And fashion designer. Don't forget about that. Yeah, hell yeah. We about to drop in like two weeks. Yo, you do this every time. You did this the last What'd time. What I do? <laughs> you come up here and be like, I'm about to do something. Bugsy you ain't got no shit? Still? No, I got... Remember, I met you. Remember? Okay, and yeah, I got yeah, the all right, shit yeah, yeah, all right. I'm going to bring this shit again. Yeah, we got... Yeah, yeah. again. I'm bringing this shit to you. I'm about to drop my two weeks. This nigga always on a con with this shit. <laughs> 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 I'm drop shit like two weeks, bro. This nigga fucks me up, mm-hmm. man. Now I've been doing this shit you for a long a, time. So I just you be... is like a master of all trades, bro. Where do you mm-hmm. feel like your, your your passion? Did that come from your dad? 
Like, where you feel like Yeah, my dad from? used to rap. I never heard him rap. My, you know, my dad died when I was 10. My mom said he used to rap. His name was Ira. His real name was Ira, but his name, he said his rap name was Easy A. I ain't like that. Easy A. Yeah, I ain't no. like that. He was wildin'. I wish he, oh, I wish I could have a conversation with him right now. Easy A is crazy. <laughs> Easy E was already out. That's crazy. <laughs> he put that A. Took the yeah, that's out. crazy. <laughs> that was super crazy. Like, would you copy his rap still? Right. He going crazy. But Man. he said he used to rap. My pop used to do a lot of shit though. My mm-hmm. pop could draw, he could rap, he could be, he, he, he taught me how to flip when I was young, like back handsprings and shit. Niggas be holding traffic up on 23rd Street. Right. He taught me how to flip. He could do all types of shit. And my mom like that. But my mom was like a jack all trades when it kind of business type shit. You feel me? So Had you got a hair best salon. Of yeah, my mom did a whole bunch of shit. Party business, hair salon. She got a dessert store now. You feel me? So yeah. like, I really come from like hustlers. I really come from hustlers. No bullshit. I really come from hustlers. My mom, my dad, and my step pop. All, oh, your step pop yeah, too? Yeah, they all just hustlers. Everybody hustles. You feel me? I come from that. And they all from South Philly. So you know how to go. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to P. P. Yeah, all from the P. <laughs> Yo, man. Yeah. And you put your little spin on it because you you know what you remind me of when you do the spin of the county? What? Cooley. Because Cooley always talking yeah, about Cooley county boys. the county boy, <laughs> don't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Niggas don't know crazy, crazy though. Like, that's where I grew up at before the county. I grew up on Cooley Block. That's how me and Cooley so close. I grew up on Haines Street. Yeah. You grew up on Haines Street? Yeah, nobody don't know that though. Yeah, I moved to the county when I was 10. Before the county, I was in Germantown. That's yeah. how you knew Cooley? Yeah. You knew Cooley from back yeah, then, Quilly, then? Yeah, Cooley, my man, that's my folks. Cooley, that's my family. Like, he called my mom his aunt. Like, Cooley, my family. People don't know it though. Because we won't be all super, you feel me? Yeah. But Cooley, my but, family. Like, right. that's my family for real. Yeah, we from back Haines Street. Yeah. Yeah. That's one wild. of my closest cousins. Everybody be hearing me rap about B and shit. He got HSS tatted on his arm. Really? Yeah. We from back there, but like I don't. I moved don't when know. I was ten, so it's like, it's like all I really know is the P because I was down there with my parents and then the county. So right. I don't really know right. back there except for you mean niggas right. I know that niggas that I already know back there, but right. I don't really claim that shit because I wasn't. I left so early. Yeah. Yeah, but I grew up back Hain Street. A lot of people don't know that. Quilly a comment that shit on my picture out of the blue. I'm like, yo, bro, stop commenting that shit. Oh, he was putting yeah, that Street, HSA. I'm like, bro, you wildin' out. <laughs> yeah, putting that shit in the comments and <laughs> shit. Quill funny shit. So what's been a response, though, bro, besides Project? Me, how, yeah. How you, bro, everybody like this is my best work. I was going back yeah. and forth with my manager because he didn't want to believe it was better than Thanks for Nothing. I'm like, uh, bro, this shit better, bro. I'm telling you. Oh, like, Thanks for nah. Nothing is my shit. Now. Yeah, Thanks for Nothing that shit. But this shit is special. This shit special. Like, this shit different. This shit different. And it, how and how long did it take you? Like the process, mm. did it take? I be popping in and out of recording, so it was like yeah, a year of recording in, process. Yeah. But like I wasn't like a straight year. Like put it like this: it's probably only two songs or three songs that I recorded that's not on a project. Oh, okay. so it's like I don't be recording a whole lot. Like, yeah, you, you be in and out. Yeah, with it. I just yeah. be taking it serious. Like I take like I ain't just going to rap over just any beat. Like I I want that shit to stand out to me. Like no, nah, this shit gotta go on the album. Right. So then that's gonna put me in a mindset like I gotta kill this shit because yeah. it gotta go on the album. It's beat too fire. Right. Shit, you feel me? Right. So I don't really record a whole lot. You know, I got my own studio, but I don't be recording a whole lot. I be trying to get myself in a mix in the mood of that. Like, alright, I gotta record a right. whole lot, hundred right. songs. Like I, original plan, I was I'm gonna record. 100 songs for this project, then pick. It don't ever turn out like that. Because yeah. I'd be like 10 in, and I'm like, damn, all 10 of them hot. Right. You know I mean? Yeah. I just, and then yeah. you dedicated a song to King. Am I saying that? Key. Like? Key? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Lil' Key. Lil' Key. Yeah. And he's a, he, he's a rapper from down south, though, right? Yeah, he was signed to Young Thug. Yeah, he a YSL. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. He Y'all did a song together. Yeah, we got another song together, too. I ain't put it on the project, though. 
You was going to Yeah He just dropped us So I was like I'm gonna just hold it off A little bit his, they, they, The mm-hmm. label put his album out Okay Yeah they put his album out So do you gotta get permission To put that song out Yeah me and his manager Cool though His manager my guy That's how I met him Through his manager mm-hmm. That's hey, it's crazy how you be moving, side. Yeah. How you, how you, how, yo, I mm. don't be getting it, bro. Mm. Every time you come on here, I'll be trying to figure out, like, how the hell do you, because the false Philly artists can't get that connect. Yeah. What I you mean, be doing, bro? I like, you still, like, you still ain't tell a secret. No, I Because from last like, time. <laughs> I be feeling like niggas just be on. All right, Key was wearing, like, your face first, like, type shit. Oh, for yeah, real? Yeah, wearing, like, your face and all that. But so he ain't never have a face to the clover line type shit. So then I did a feature with him when I went. I went. I was down in Atlanta to shoot the uh, ESTG video. Me, the joint with me, ESTG. Yeah. And then I I hit every time I go down there, I hit up key manager. My okay. Man Zoe. All right. Zoe, what's up? Ooh, I'm gonna drop some shit off to you. You feel me? Yeah. Like, yeah. You wanna do some shit with Key? Right. Like, yeah, let's get it done. We got it done, type shit. You feel me? He handled the business, got it done. Slid up on you, went to his crib, but because it was on the tip, like. Right. I'm like Zoe, my guy. You right. feel me? Yeah. So it's on the tip. Like he called Key. Like this, this my man. This family. Like you feel me? So so y'all met. I and come then to y'all the crib. Type shit. You feel yeah. me? We ain't got to do it nowhere in a studio. Come straight to the crib. We had the crib. We record the record, and we just click type shit. You feel me? Yeah. We click. Like we was just. We had a lot of shit playing. You feel me? We had a lot of shit playing. He had a. Uh, he was doing a little tour. Where was that? Canada. Some shit was taking me with him type shit. You feel me? That was my like he he was like yeah, real was good dude. And busy. I don't be getting along with rappers. Like I don't get along with rappers, bro. <laughs> I don't be fucking with rappers, but that was my guy type shit. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. We went to right before he died. We went to. Uh, he got killed. He died. No, he died natural cause. Really? At yeah. a young age? Yeah. He was only twenty four. Yeah. Young That's nigga. Peace to Keith, yeah. Man. We was That's out uh, Puerto Rico though before his birthday, like two months before he died, something like that. He died probably like what May March. Right. I mean, no, he did his birthday March, so he probably died. So like when you you May. recorded, you sent the Dizzo, the the what? rest in peace, like the song you dedicated to him. Yeah, 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 yeah got that, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Man, that's wild. Yeah, and we got another bang going away. We got another one on the way. So is it gonna be a video for that? Or? No, we ain't got the video done. I mean, I got we got hella footage together, so I might piece together something. Yeah, and make it like a lyric video or something. You feel me with the yeah. footage in the back? Cause we got hella footage footage together. We got shit in New York. And, mm-hmm. Puerto Rico and right. Philly, we got shit everywhere. So, right. uh, matter of fact, the last time I seen him was in Philly. He came for the Gunner show. Oh, he, he came did. For the Gunner John, Gunner Dirk and all them. Yeah, and they did it. Yeah, What's your came. thoughts on Gunner today? I don't know. I mean, he told. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's not. Yeah. It's nothing else to say. Mm. <laughs> I also don't put people that civilians in, into street shit to get them, uh, put right. them in a position to tell you. So, right. He's a civilian. He was on. Uh, Fuck it was called First 48 or some shit What's it called Crime Was it Crime Crime Stoppers Yeah Crime yeah. Stoppers Atlanta Okay And he was telling then Right That was before he was signed So I don't Yeah so. I feel like people crazy Like the 6ix9ine shit Like I feel like people crazy for And shout out to like the, Like YSL Like I said I right. fuck with them Cause Key is my guy So But I, It's like the 6ix9ine shit I would never put mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. civilian rapper In street shit to, So they could be in a position To tell You feel me Right Like 6ix9ine was a bus boy At a restaurant Right. The fuck me, y'all. Say, all right, come over here. You're blood now, and let's commit right robberies and shootings Shoot. and like, wow, he not that kind of guy. Y'all thought he was gonna go to jail and be like, all right, I'm gonna stand tall. He was doing dishes when y'all met him. Right. It's not. He's not gonna stand tall. Yeah, it's not. It's common sense to me. But hey, to each his own. I just wouldn't put no regular people on the street. Shit, I don't care what they write about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, straight it. up. Like, listen, <laughs> you, you, you a civilian in the street. You can't yeah, be both. Saying. 
You can't be both. Man. It's wild what's going on right now, man. It's all man. every other week is a rat story. Every other week, bro. Everybody tell them. Everybody tell them. That's what I'm saying. Motherfuckers better get them a little CDL or something. Right. And go on by their business because this shit is crazy <laughs> outside. Niggas be trying to convince the kids how cool it is to be gangsters and be in the streets and all right. that shit. This shit is crazy. Right. Yeah, shit crazy. I look over your fucking shoulder. Now, one thing I do want to talk about, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it was clear to me when I was at your listening party, and it's always been clear in your music. How you talk about the females and how they mm-hmm. have a dude, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you be so clever with your shit yeah. with these chicks, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I be wanting to know, man. You gotta break some of that shit down. Was that shit the shit you said on your pride to some of these females? That shit crazy. <laughs> I be mean, I just be saying whatever I can think of. <laughs> All right. We say some shit about these broads, though, man. Hey. And you be giving game, though. Yeah, all the time. I just be wanting to know new niggas be peeping it and yeah, recognizing. I always give a game in the music. You got to listen to my music. You right. You know what I mean? A motherfucker got to listen. Right. You know what I'm saying? I did a lot early. You did, for I sure. I did a lot early. You and you me? and your home, it's like, and a lot of the homies that was at your listen event, you told me how like y'all always travel in packs. Y'all always yeah. together. Hell yeah. So y'all got a lot of stories. Yeah, hell yeah. We got travel in packs. I don't really go nowhere by myself. I don't really go nowhere Except with your son prior. Yeah, shit like that. Dad, yeah, yeah, father shit. Yeah. Like yeah. if I'm on rapper shit, I ain't by myself. Right. Flat out. Just chain $30,000. <laughs> Keep it all your honey. <laughs> Keep it all your honey. I ain't going on myself. Man, it's our mascot, man. A-E, we about to do this freestyle, man. You ready? I'm still that nigga if I never drop another album. You gotta run a different play, you want another outcome. You never see me in no cheap shit. You never see me online going out sad about no beef shit. These rap niggas only gangsters when they jump on beats. So don't confuse this entertainment shit with street shit. If she bad, I lick her ass, she get her feet licked. And when I call, she fall through, we on some meek shit Bank take low bank, fuck the back and forth I ain't in the sports, I'm getting money, if that's the sport Bro got the block jumping like a mattress store His work coming white rappers, Macklemore Now who the fuck said I'm next up? Like my rap skills ain't sharp, my whole album like a fresh cut mm. Album like a fresh cut Oh yeah, they sneak dissing cause they all scared They gon' die young, it's like they living in dog years My mm. Like they living in dog years My gun stash like DJ Bugsy Reels Ask me why Cause every one got a bald head I'm the realest one You really huh? Come on man yeah. <laughs> Always the best when he come through man One of the dopest MCs in Philly man I don't know what y'all be listening to Go get that project Tell him to go get that project Follow you All jokes aside out right now uh, Follow me on all platforms Sai Moskia S-Y-M-O-S-Q-U-I-A-T uh, dropping some new Love Your Face shit In like two Sweet. weeks yeah. uh, A new project coming in like a month or so Really? Yeah Oh shit yeah, Damn nigga You got project. something in the chamber? Yeah new project You got a title for it already? Yeah Teeth 2 Teeth Part 2 Cause you did the first Oh yeah, yeah. I remember the first The first Teeth is like 2017 Okay Yeah so yeah. That's my guy He's my man that died So yeah. I gotta come hard on that Okay We dropping that in like the next month or two now, mm-hmm. who you got going to the NBA Finals before we get out of here? I don't. I ain't you in don't... sports. I'm getting money if that's a sport. I heard what I said, man. You just heard me say that. I ain't in the sports. I'm getting money if that's a sport. And I mean, that's it. <laughs> you talking crazy, <laughs> man. You are crazy. Yeah, sir. Damn, you going to put me on the spot. Like, who going to the NBA Finals? Nigga, I don't know the Eagles. Fuck. I don't fucking know. <laughs> fucking Phillies, nigga. 
Fuck, who we, who the fuck is our team? That's who's going. Make sure you get all that. Yo, we need all that. That's, fucking that's Kuka what... Manga Cracker Killers, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> fucking no. The Sixers, Ask man. Who fucked on a $50 bill? I don't fucking know. God damn, I don't know about support. Yo, you funny. Philadelphia shit. 76ers, man. And they moving the stadium downtown. You seen that? Yeah. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah. Yeah, they moving the stadium downtown. Downtown gonna be crowded as shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, the Sixers, they, they might make yeah. it. Who, I'm fucking with baseball now, though. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, for real? Yeah, the baseball games and all that. Yeah. Oh, all right. I like yeah. baseball. I watched the World Series last year. Okay. Like, I like this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fucking with baseball. Okay. I'm fucking with baseball. So when you ask me some shit later, it's going to be, be some baseball, baseball shit. shit. I'm going to be telling them be spanking your ass. <laughs> I'm going to be spanking your ass. Eight home runs, outfield. I'm coming crazy. Outfield, batter up. I'm coming crazy. Umpire. I'm coming crazy. You feel me? No. Fan duel. It's going crazy. I'm keeping it bean. Got the locks. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm coming crazy. Yo, that's our mosh got, man. Make sure you follow the pod, do it for hip hop pod. Follow me, DJ Buzzy215. And you already know, man, the P. What's up? Keep it hip hop. Peace. <laughs>